Welcome back to the Business Processes Simplified podcast. It's Dave, the host of this show. And in a moment, I'm going to intro our guest, Charlie Valor from Valor Media. I'll give you his full bio. And this episode, you'll notice, was actually taken from the Business Systems Summit. So you're going to hear that intro. But before we dive in, I wanted to summarize things for you right up front so you knew what this episode was about, so you could make sure that it's one that you should listen to. I think there's been a huge amount of change in the world right now as a lot of teams that previously might have worked in person and in an office, they've all been forced to move online and work virtually. But a lot of people struggle with making that happen and remaining efficient. Our guest, Charlie, has had a huge amount of experience building up virtual teams, not only in his own businesses, but also with clients' businesses as well. He's part owner in an outsourcing company, so obviously he's no stranger to building up virtual teams. You need to have really solid frameworks in place. You need great systems and processes. You need to have the right tools in place. And Charlie shares all of that in this episode. He's going to reveal the the meeting cadence that you need to have and what you need to be covering in those meetings. He's going to show how to make sure your team remain productive without micromanaging them. So whether or not you've been running a virtual team for years or if you're brand new to it, I know you're going to get a lot from this episode. For me, the framework that Charlie shares falls squarely into the management department. If you're familiar with the way that I think about business and I see business as a collection of systems and I break up business into the different departments, uh, the systems Charlie shares falls into the management department. If you'd like to find out a little bit more about my methods and the way that I view business, you can check out my book, Systemology. It's the proven solution to business systems, profits, and opportunities. The book launches in August 2020. So depending on when you're listening to this, you can head over to systemology.com forward slash book. That's systemology.com forward slash book to get on the notification list. And without further ado, let's go ahead, jump in and meet Charlie Vella. Welcome to the System Hub Podcast. Hola. Konnichiwa. Guten Tag. Where we interview world-class experts. You have to have a lot of passion for what you're doing. I was fanatical in my 20s. If you could find a way to produce a business that works without you, your life would change like that. Extracting, organizing, and optimizing their best systems and processes for rapid business growth. Now, let's get into the show. Welcome back to the Business Systems Summit. I'm your host, David Jennings, and in this session, we're going to be chatting with Charlie Valor. Now, what can I say about Charlie? I've known him from, for, for a good number of years, watched him grow and evolve and really start to master the game of business. And now more than ever, I just appreciate his very unique insights, his love for innovation. He's got a real drive to help other business owners achieve as well. And he's got loads of different ventures that he's involved in. One of the primary ones being Outsourcing Angel, which happens to be one of our event sponsors, which is great. And we had another session where we chatted with his co-founder, Lynn. Now, Outsourcing Angel, what they do is they help to recruit amazingly talented virtual assistants based out of the Philippines, and then they connect them with companies all over the world. And more than that, I feel what makes Outsourcing Angel unique is they, they help to build a culture that gets team members more engaged in their work, being more productive, and then ultimately that delivers more value through to the business owner and the team member gets a lot more enjoyment out of it as well. And Charlie, more than anyone, gets 
the magic that happens when you combine great VAs with rock-solid systems. I've had Charlie MC at my events. I've had, had him speak at my events. Um, he's always been a great supporter of, of my work, so it's with great pleasure that I get to welcome Charlie to the summit. Thanks for having me, Dave. What a warm intro. Hugely appreciated. Pleasure is, is definitely all mine. And I know you're going to share with us in this session, it's going to be a little bit different in that you're going to show us the, the virtual team operating system. And we're going to see how you manage things. And, and we get to look over your shoulder, which is actually quite rare for people to show you their actual behind the scenes setup. So it might not be the typical step-by-step linear process that some of the other sessions go through, more you're going to give us an overview of the way that you run things. So I'll let you drive from here. I think probably the, the first thing I'd just like to cover off is maybe some of the challenges because you, you through Outsourcing Angel and a lot of the work that you do with your JVs, with other business owners, you see a lot of the challenges that business owners have. And, and I'd love to understand how this particular framework and system for running virtual assistants helps to solve those problems. Maybe tell us a little bit about, yeah, those problems that it really solves. Absolutely. So I feel like I've had a very unique positioning to offer what I'm about to show today is like when you've got an outsourcing company, so we have all these VAs on our team that work for other companies or multiple VAs with the company. I've very much got to see how businesses have worked with virtual assistants and what's gone well. And then I've seen people like absolutely destroy how to work with team. Like I'm like, wow, that went bad, really bad. Now, what I'm going to be sharing today is like how I run my personal team. So I have a team of about eight. Sometimes it fluctuates. It's eight at the moment. And I realized very quickly that it's very different when you've got one VA or maybe one virtual team member to when you've got six or seven or eight at this time and how you work with the team becomes very, very different. Mm. So the big problem and it come out of my personal need is like when it's just you and maybe one or two others, you can really be across everything and communication and things is very much just like transactional. So like, you know, maybe you give a task, they complete that and a team member comes back and then you give them another task and then maybe, you know, that gets done and then they come back. But when you've got like six or seven people doing this, that becomes your day. So all you're doing is sitting there and I've quoted this because this is how I felt, Dave, is it's like running an adult daycare center. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so my experience was like I'd get up in the morning and then it pretty much felt like everyone was at me and like I wasn't really getting any like leverage out of my team. Like, and we did have some systems and ways of doing things, but it's like a very transactional back and forth relationship with my staff. And in all honesty, I'm just going to be real. It was driving me freaking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure many people will be able to relate to that. It's like you're spinning plates. I've seen it quite often because you'll, you'll get someone busy and they'll be doing work and you'll load them up with a, a queue of tasks and you'll jump to the next team member, next team member. Once you get to about person number seven, you have to go back to person number one to load them up again because they've finished all of those tasks. Yeah, and, and you might be making some progress in your business, right? You're still probably getting things done. But like as a business owner, it's like I don't feel like it's very leveraged. And the second you stop or you go on to something else or go MC at Dave's event, like things can just go to chaos and there's like, right, back to this. Now, if your business is also client-focused, so let's say you've got clients in your business, that turns into your, the balancing plate between setting your team up and then also managing them and it can be even more stressful. Mm-hmm. So, um, what I wanted to do is find a way to like, how do I get the most leverage out of my team? How do I get the most automation out of my team where they're set up for like an entire week, all of them, 
and that it was going to create, I suppose, a better experience for me so I could focus on bigger business tasks. Yeah. So we get to talk about the software stack, the interplay between that, the assigning of tasks. I'm, I'm in your hands. So let's dive in. Okay. So this is the team system that I have built. I actually haven't shared this with anyone publicly before. This is the first thing. It's a system hub exclusive. Oh, we like exclusive. <laughs> or System Summit exclusive it has. And I wanted to start with a bit of an overview and the tools because I feel like if you can understand this, then the inner dynamics become a lot easier. So I'll start at the beginning here is like every business I've worked with or had myself has goals or things we're trying to do. And quite often we can kind of miss the mark on heading towards them. We really, really can. So what I wanted to develop was like, how do I set things up in that every week we're actually moving closer towards the completion of those goals. And what I love about a weekly system is, you know, even as business owners, we might have 12-month goals or bigger goals or things we're working towards to there, is that the reality is that most of us work in a weekly cycle. Like we have our week and we have our weekend. For most of us, obviously, some businesses will step outside of that depending on the nature of their business. So I decided that I really wanted my team to work off a weekly system. So we were going to set things up into something I call winning the week, which is what you're looking at now. So it's a weekly system we run in our business where everyone gets set up for the whole week and then we just roll on week on week and we string these winning weeks together to basically have winning months, then winning quarters and then winning years. And, you know, a lot of what I'm going to talk about, you know, definitely isn't my IP. I want to preface that. I stole this from like some of the greatest books and greatest minds ever. I should say I credit it to them as well. But this is how we run things from there. So I'll give you the overview and you probably already, our lizard brain will kick in and look at all these bright and shiny, the tools we use. So actually, I'll start at the tools because everyone wants to know the tools we use. Get them out of the way. That's right. <laughs> okay. So what you will need if you want to emulate what we do is these six things. So number one is for all our instant messaging, we use Slack and I'll go into how we use Slack. Number two, our project management tool is Asana. I'm a big fan of Asana. Converted from Dave. Thank you, Dave. Number three is we use Zoom for our team meetings and any meetings we need to have, like what I'm on now with Dave. Number four is we use System Hub. Our how-tos of how we do things is all stored in there, and I'll go into how and when we update that in the system. Number five is Google Drive, just because it's awesome. It's documents and storage all in one. It integrates with Asana and Slack and everything, and it's just a great place to store everything. And then last but not certainly least, Loom. So when we build systems or when we give tasks or when we set up projects, we're a really big fan of using Loom for anything virtual because it's just the highest form of communication. You can do video, you can screen share, you can highlight things all at once. So we're a really big fan of that. Perfect. Okay. So I want to loop into the like overview of how it works right now. So in this table here, you've got your days of the week. And this is how I think about it, where Monday is a bit of a plan and organized day. Then we've got our check-ins on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then Friday is like a day I think of confirming. It's the day where we really want to check over things. So I'll take you through these days one by one and then how it ties in to a weekly system. So the first step on every week and literally every week, this is how I start my Monday is with a bit of planning. I think about what I want as a team that we're going to achieve this week. Like what are the specifics I would like to have done when we complete this week? So this is looking at everyone's tasks or the major rocks, so to speak, if you're in the uh, traction framework that we want to move for this week. The second thing is I move into Asana 
and I set up a board and I put those priorities on a board. So very much like a Trello board or a Kanban, I think it is called, if you go terminology. We set up that board and we're under everyone's name. We put the rocks we want to have done for this week. On the back of that, we have a team meeting where we organize everyone and they know what their priorities are. They know what's important to get this done. So what, what I'll highlight here is in this team meeting, I think people waste their team meetings in all honesty. Honestly, they're, they're, most of them are crap. Our team meetings are very much about organizing what work's going to be done for the entire week. So mm-hmm. everyone gets their entire week's workload at the start of Monday. There's no transactional midweek of got things on. Your entire week is set up from the start. So there's no reason to come back or know who's going to organize what or who needs what from who. We do it all on Monday. And then after that meeting or in that meeting, I should say, is where we get feedback and questions from the group. So for example, one team member might say, well, look, I've got too much on. There's no way I'm going to complete this. Can I give one of my tasks to another team member? Or they might say, if I'm going to do this, where do I get this to do it? Or do we have that? So we organize all that at the start of the week. That's our Monday. Um, questions around sort of length, uh, how much sort of, and it's probably going to vary depending on the projects, but for each one of those planning, setting up the board, team meeting, what, what sort of time commitment would something like that be? Yeah. So all up, it's an hour. Yep. It takes 30 minutes for us all to set everything up. And my team will often set up their own board. And then it takes about half an hour to have the meeting and organize everyone. And yes, it means like, you know, let's say there's on my team, we've got a video editor, you know, not everything's going to be relevant to him. So there's some part of the meetings that just isn't in there, but having them on there just in case anyone needs anything else from video and everyone can cross communicate and be sure who's got what on. I've found the exponential gain in doing that to be worth having everyone on the call all at once. I really mm-hmm. have. I think definitely getting everybody on the same page in one meeting makes sense because it's, it saves a lot of backwards and forwards. And oh, I was chatting with Charlie and he said, this person should be doing that. And oh, I was chatting with this person. They said they should be doing that. And just kind of like eliminates a lot of that because then everybody's on, on that same page and saves a lot of the backwards and forwards in Slack or Asana or just even email. I mean, you want to definitely get out of email as much as possible. It makes perfect sense though. Love it. So that's, that's your, your Monday and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday seem pretty clear. When you talk about a check-in, what does that involve? So happy you asked. So check-in, right? I have a rule in my team that it's all right. I'm assuming you're okay and that you are on track to finish the week with these tasks uh, and priorities completed unless you say otherwise. Mm. So we're all good unless you tell me we're not good. So what I want to know every morning is, and I've written this little section here, is are you on track or are you not on track to complete the week? And that's all I want to know from you first thing on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So in the morning, that's a Slack instant communicator. So we now main group chat is just on track or not on track. And what I'm really looking to flag is like, you know, some weeks things happen. So for whatever reason, a project doesn't go as planned and they're not on track. Rather than finding about it on Friday is that if someone's on, not on track on Wednesday, let me know. Like, I want to know about it now or as soon as possible so that that way when it comes to do we need to reallocate resources, do I need to bring in extra help, and maybe it's, okay, well, we'll just finish it in the next week, but I'd rather know for that before we get to the end of the week. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. I quite like the structured approach and that kind of brings us up then towards the end of the week where, where you've got the kicks off of the team meeting and how does your Friday look? Yeah, so Friday meeting, 
I run a two meeting system here. So Mondays at 10 a.m. and Fridays at 10 a.m. We have our team meeting. Now, Friday's meeting is very different to Monday's meeting. So what it's about is ticking things off. It's making sure and checking that we completed what we said we would complete. Now, why I love having this meeting in the morning at 10 a.m. is that if there's anything that's not quite complete, we can quickly reallocate resources or move people if we want to ensure we finish something that isn't finished. So we tick off all the projects of the week, ticking off all the tasks bar what needs to be done that day. This is also the opportunity for QA. A lot of businesses fall down. I don't feel like they've got any dedicated time for quality assurance or checking Mm -hmm. that their work is good. I like to have a slot here to just look over things, make sure we're delivering at standards. Maybe there's something new we want to look at or a landing page or a podcast episode or whatever it is that's important to us at that point. But even then is, you know, showing the whole team what an A paper looks like or what success looks like. And what I love about this is it's kept our standards really high for people not to know what the success of a project should look like when we check over things and make at it from that point. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. And I can't help but jump ahead because it's got the magic word system in there, update system. That's part of your weekly process. That brings a tear to my eye. That's a beautiful thing to see there. It's a proud moment. I'll explain this one. In the meeting, right, like undoubtedly, let's be real, like I don't know about you, Dave, but it's unheard of that my team is perfect all the time. Like sometimes we make mistakes. Definitely. That's just business, challenge, things change, things come up, things you didn't plan for. Yeah, that's that's the, the game of business, isn't it? Absolutely. Now, a lot of the time, it's avoidable. And what I really like to do, so let's let's just do a little bit of role play here. Let's say we were doing an image for Dave. We're going to make him a banner. And on Friday, I come and I look at the banner and I've gone, do you know what? This banner is just not right. It's the wrong dimensions. We haven't used the appropriate colors. There's a whole bunch of things that I just don't like about it. Mm. What I would do then is saying, well, we need to update how we give instruction for the banners to do. Like this was really avoidable. What went wrong? Now we used to update our systems like quarterly. And I thought, yeah, killing it quarterly. But then I realized that the perfect time to do it was now and do it quickly. So when we found the mistake or found the thing we want to correct, that's the prime opportunity for us to take that short time after the meeting and update it right away. So let's make sure we nib this in the butt here. So next week when I ask for for another image for Dave or we do something differently there, we've updated our process and system like on the spot. So that way, like we're, we're tagging mistakes or picking up little things really, really quickly from there. And it's the perfect time for you as the, the business owner or, the, you know, as you're looking over things, you can say, hey, this is how we need to tweak it. And then you're effectively assigning then the responsibility of, of whoever's doing that task or whoever's responsible to that system to then go and make those changes so that the problem doesn't reoccur. So I, I love it, like solving the problem right then because it's clearest and most obvious therefore it's the easiest it will ever be because you're already thinking about it right then and there yeah and i used to forget i used to get to like updating systems and like i'd forget the pain i was in at that point from having to deal with dave's banner and then the second part is if everyone's on zoom together and i'm saying right we need to update this system i can just assign it to someone or whoever's responsible then and there and it's yeah. like there's no need to remake it as a task. There's no need to redefine it or anything like that. Like the communication quality is at its all-time high right then and there. Yeah, makes sense. And then the next point, you've got the rollover. I'm assuming that's the things that weren't completed. Yeah, absolutely. So anything that isn't completed in a week. So some weeks we really stretch ourselves. 
and we might be, hey, we, we didn't quite finish this or anything like that, what we do is just go, we'll, we'll pull that into next week and reprioritize from there. So we'll load up the following week based on rollover. Yeah. And then the final point you've got? So feedback and questions. Sometimes it's this really interesting thing where it's like my expectations and reality don't seem to match up. <laughs> so right, building a website, that's like an hour job. Just sweet. You have that done in an hour. Easy. <laughs> I'm joking, of course, it's an extreme example, but like sometimes I might be giving workload to people or tasks that is just not achievable or on the reverse, like way too easy. Like I think it's something that should be much longer and it's not. So what I really look for is like feedback from capacity in the team to like what's actually possible. So it's like often, and this is very common in virtual staff if you're only communicating by like instant message, some guys are swamped and drowning and you have no idea. And they'll be like, yes, I can do that because they don't want to disappoint and they just keep on drowning. It's like, I'm drowning, but I'll take another lead weight. My video editor, Lex, I love him to bits, but he's the absolute culprit of this. He, he can't say no to me. Yes. And I'm aware of that. So I just keep giving him videos and then I realize, oh, hang on. He uploaded that at 4.30 a.m. Yes. Did he work all night? And it's like, yep, totally did. I'm like, wow, he's going to burn out. Yes, yeah. So I'm all about the longevity. So for me in mind, like I, this is just a personal view. I'm not pushing this on anyone, but it's like what I want is I want my team to work really well Monday to Friday and then the weekends, go have fun, relax, yeah. spend time, like quality of life because I'm going to do the same. Yes. Yeah. I love it. This last meeting, is this similar length to the Monday one or, or longer, shorter? In general, this one's a bit shorter. The yep. preparation and organization takes a little bit more time, but I kind of preface it like this is like, I'm happy to spend an hour at the start of the week setting everyone up so yep. that I don't have those micro communications. I don't have the back and forth all week because I found that I would have like a few hours a day just in setting up tasks and the back and forth and the random communications or on a day like today, like I've funnily enough, just had to go to the bank and then come back and I'm here with you. It's like, I've been away for the last four hours. And if someone needed something in that time, I'm just not here to do that. So yeah, I'm happy to pay that time up front so that we have a great smooth week. I'm also happy to do it like this. So everyone's got, you know, they've got the next thing to go on to. There's no guessing what their next job is or anything like that. And I just find our throughput, since operating like this instead of being transactional has been like massively increased. Like overall, we're getting so much more done as a team. Yeah. Initially I thought, yeah, I wasn't sure how we could break this down into a system, but like, I mean, the way that you've structured the week, that is a system in itself. It's, I mean, you've got a, effectively your meeting cadence, you've got points that are covered in those different meetings and you've got those checking points. That all makes perfect sense. And I know we kind of get a little bit of a, a treat here. Now we're kind of going to get to see behind the scenes how this actually looks. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, like this comes down to terminology, but sometimes you have like systems within systems. Yeah. Or sometimes yeah. I kind of think like, you know, in my mind, and like I know we may clash on terminology here, but this is a process. So, yes. and then within a process, there are systems. So that's how I kind of think about it. It's like branches and leaves. I need to chat with you about that because we're working on the, the systemology book at the moment and I'm finding everybody has so many different words. There's process, systems, SOP, checklist, how-to documents. There's so many different names and that leads to confusion. A lot of them, there are minor subtleties on their meaning. I'm almost thinking of doing the unifying word being 
system and the way I'm just going to break it up into the idea of there is an overview type system and I'd almost class this as an overview type system and then you have a system which is the more detailed version which is effectively potentially you know your Friday meeting could just be a system of what's covered in that meeting but you're right it's a hard one because there is differences when people talk in terms of processes procedures systems and everybody's got their own little definition so that that's probably a good discussion for us because I'm trying to figure out how to unify that and make sure that everybody speaks the one language. Absolutely. It's a hugely confusing part of the system word. I mean, I, every, as soon as you speak to someone, you can see you're speaking about the same two thing. Like we get it. It's just the words we use. Yeah, um, yeah. And you hit the nail on the head is like, you know, for us, like our team meeting is a system. Yep. Then our setup is a system. So like updating a system is a system or we might have a QA system for a certain type of project. So like within these or how we use what tools or how we set up these and that. So there's always systems sitting within systems in this type of thing. But like this is the structure and process we follow. Yeah, perfect. All right. Yeah, let's, um, let's have a look. All right. So the first one I've got here is I wanted people to see like, you know, when we're setting up what we call our week overview or winning the week, this is the board I referenced from here. So when I mentioned here in our first part, set up board. So we're planning and setting up the board. Yeah. This is how we do it. I'll take you through this so you can understand it. So this is Asana here and yeah. across we've got Charlie because I am, you know, here and doing it from there. And then every one of our team members, we have a column for. Okay. So everyone's got their own column. And then we stack the priorities in order. So I've got, you know, my number one priority, my number two one priority, and my number three priority. Now, everyone before the meeting will have things on this board. And in that meeting, we might rearrange these. So I might come on here and this is where the magic kind of happens. Because I might look over here and I'm just going to say, oh, hello, team member number two, you've got a priority four here, but actually that needs to be a priority one because... Team member three, their priority two, when that's done, they're going to need your priority four. So it's about yeah. organizing the workflows of going, actually, that really needs to be with this person here. Yes. So it gets everyone a view of the entire thing. So this is like I can see in a week, these are all the breakdowns of what everyone's going to be doing and when it's going to be doing. Yeah, perfect. Within that, when someone completes it, and this is one of the reasons I love Asana for it, is like they can just tick it. And then anyone can come in here and say, well, that's done for this week. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. You get a real quick visual sense. I, th I think that's the biggest thing with business. But, um, it's very easy. There's always a hundred things to be done. And usually though, there are only a handful of things that, that really move the needle or have the impact. So if you can prioritize those, yeah, that, that's you talked about throughput. That, that's really what it, this is about. It's kind of increasing that and, and being effective. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And like from my kind of mindset point of view, it's like, I know if we're knocking off this board, like we're moving closer to what we're trying to achieve. It's like previous to that, I really felt like I was just endlessly setting up things in Asana. Like I'm like, are we actually moving here? Like, is the needle moving? Did anything yes. get done? Yeah, so it's like, yeah, to a point of completion. I like the idea of like, hey, we're winning this week. We're going to complete the block of this week and just keep marching on and marching on. And like, that's the way I kind of view it. Now, I want to get into a little bit of the specifics here because this, again, is through trial and error. Initially, when we did this, um, we might have a priority too, and I'm just going to open it up. And we would like stack so much information within this priority, like we'd have you know, all the, the details of the task. It was incredibly overwhelming. So what I want to make kind of clear in how we do it is we only really put the title in and maybe 
a little bit of a description here. This isn't where we get granular. This is more just overview and oversight, so to speak, to keep it from there. And the big issue was, is when we were completing things and then deleting them, we were losing important data. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. All the task information. So I'll dig into the next section here that I feel is really important is that when we were doing this, let's say priority one on team member one is related to a certain project. And you mentioned this earlier, often I've got many projects going on or you might have many clients in your business. So for each client or project along the side here, we actually have an individual set up place for each client individually or each project individually. Normally as a rule, it's like, you know, one, a project is normally a business. So Mm -hmm. business, the whole business comes in there. So for the granular details of tasks, right, that's where we actually put the more granular stuff. And I'll take you into a bit of a setup from here. This is how we kind of set up how we would put a more granular. So this might be our system hub, might be our business from here. Mm-hmm. And the first thing we do is we lay out a section called important information. And that might be a website URL. It might be a login, could be brand files. Like we want to make sure that everything anyone would need in regards to files or access is stored here or linked to the appropriate Google Drive folder from there. So why I love Asana is like, you know, if we were going to have Google Drive here, we can literally put an attachment in, sorry, this one here and link straight to the Drive file. So if anyone was working on this client or had a task sitting under here for this client, that all the appropriate stuff for smooth workflow sits right above there. Now, this is not where we store systems. I want to make it very, very clear. We do not put our systems in our project management tool just because of the utter chaos it was causing in duplication and volume. Like we're trying to keep this clean, but that's where um, System Hub would be a separate place. We would store, you know, the how to do things here. So um, our Asana is like, you know, when and what. Our System Hub is the how to do that specific thing. Yeah, perfect. Under that is we would load up the granular tasks for, you know, if there was something more specific or where more details would be needed from here. So that's how the projects are laid out individually underneath that. And then I find that's also a great place. Those tasks would be the perfect place to then have that link to the how-to document that then explains, well, this is the task that needs to be done and here's how to do it. Absolutely. That's a completely fine way of doing it. Like I'm, I'm all for my guys doing that as well. Like I think that's really, really handy. And then the other one is earlier I mentioned Loom. Like if someone was going to make a Loom, we'd throw the Loom links straight in here as well if it was appropriate for a task. Yeah, perfect. Makes sense. So that's how the running comes from there. Now, the final part, which I'm actually missing a screenshot, Dave, I'll see if I can... uh, Actually, I won't even need it for this one. What I was just going to reference from there is then our Slack channels or how we set up Slack for communication is in line with the project names. So we have one main chat, which is our general chat, and then we have channels set up for each individual project so that that way all the files and communication or a certain project are all discussed from there or we can always backdate what we've spoken about on a client. So no email at all. We do not use email for communication within the team, only ever for support or exterior people we're working with. Yeah. Again, the the key being the assigning the priorities, basically who's doing what by when lives inside your Asana. Slack is more of the the quick communication, working files, those sorts of things. And then System Hub being the how-to, that makes sense. Yeah. So we've had a little, little bit of a look more granular here. So this is hopefully giving you guys a view of like, you know, the overall process or system here, like the macro, and then the more granular setup within Asana 
itself. And then you've got these supporting tools here, which all work with each other. So Slack is the instant messaging. Asana is the where you can get your overview or set up the board for the week or like what's actually being done. Zoom is where we have the team meeting. So in this one here, that's the tool that's referenced for there. System Hub is where the systems and the how to do thing is and where we would update from here. Google Drive, all our central storage, like each uh, set up from there. So again, every client or project has a drive. Yep. And then all the files are appropriately stored in there. And then the Loom, just for if anything needs to be done or assigning a task, that's how we do it. Yeah, perfect. Like I said, it's, it's not often that you see someone break that down to here's how we run it. And the live application, I mean, you can read it in the books and you've, you know, you mentioned a couple of the books and I think Traction's a good one. They, they cover off and, and same with Scaling Up as well. They cover some things around the meeting cadence and what this does is kind of pulls together. Okay, it's fine to read it in a book, but how does it actually happen in the real world? Absolutely. Yeah, you've taught this to some colleagues and some of your clients as well. Have you got any, yeah, any final points or things that you want to, I suppose, spill out whether it's challenges or hiccups or the idea of, you know, actually implementing all of this? I think the biggest challenge I found with, uh, you know, a few friends have asked me how I've been running my team or a few businesses I've been working with and over time converted them all to this. I just keep prodding at them until we take them down. And eventually they're all thrilled with it. But like all things, change sometimes causes friction. So the biggest challenge I've had with people is they fall out of their meeting frequency and then it kind of lets things slip where your meetings are your backbone. Your meetings is how you pull everyone into line and having them be on track. So that's the first thing I've noticed when someone's not used to having two team meetings set up at the front and back of the week, very easy to like lose that habit early on. And then the second one is, and you know, this is the same thing I'm sure you've experienced with getting people to do systems is like, if there's anyone who's legacy in a company, their resistance to change is huge. Like I've often caught people that probably very good at what they do, but they just want to keep doing things the same way they're doing things. So the workaround has been that you have to be the shining example of this. You have to be the leader of this and you have to be the one driving it until it's habit for everyone. And the great thing is, is like after a couple of months when everyone's used to the meetings and the check-in and you get in the habit of doing this, you'll never go back because you'll all of a sudden notice how much time it's opening up and how much communication you're essentially avoiding. Like all those micro transactional communications are, are going and you start getting more done. Yeah. I think the idea of getting a framework, getting your software stack right, and then plugging in good team members, particularly offshore talent and in depending on the, the business, oftentimes I see a combination of local staff and offshore staff is a great combination because it just gives businesses when you're looking offshore and you're getting you know really cost effective team members to do certain tasks it just gives you extra margin for error like business is tough and if you're recruiting oftentimes all locally um, you, you've got high labor costs and then it just makes it zero margin for error whereas bringing in the virtual team. And, and that's why I love what Outsourcing Angel is all about. And I don't know if there are any final points you want to talk with regards to, to the virtual staff taking this and particularly based in the Philippines, because I feel like there's a real culture there for following systems and processes and they actually perform best under this sort of structure. Whereas some people, for some reason, as a business owner, you, f- you feel like 
even if I had good systems and processes in place, my team wouldn't follow them anyway. And that's usually more a block I find in the business owner's head. The fact is staff often crave this sort of structure and systems because they, they know what the expectations are. They know what they need to do to succeed in the role and, you know, perform to a high level. Giving that structure gives them that. So I don't know if you, yeah, I touched on a few points there, but I'd love your insight on that because you get to see it day in and day out. Some really good points there. So I'll touch on a couple of things because this is a few things. The first one I'll start with is like the system I've just mentioned works well up to 12 people. Once you've got more than 12, you would actually divide it into sub teams. So once you get past that number, you've undoubtedly got managers and then the manager would run this for maybe a group of six and then there'll be someone else who runs it for another group of six. So 12 is the sweet spot. Above that, it can become more challenging. Now, time and time again, that we've broken down into smaller teams as you get bigger anyway, like Outsourcing Angel is a juggernaut now. There's so many people, it's not funny. It would be insane to have all of them all on one call. So I kind of say like at max 12 and then you know breaking this into granular teams would be my preference to do it. Now, the second thing is, is like you hit on some really big points there around like being a systems business. My view on this is like all staff love to know how to win in their role. And if you can provide the structure to that, is that you're going to get far more from them. Like um, if someone's really creative and wants to go their own way, like chances are they're probably going to do their own business. That's not the type of thing they're going through from there. So my view has been like, you know, if you can set the rules of the game, these guys are going to have a great time because they know how to win. They know how to succeed. They'll be with you a long time. It just, it works so much better in them understanding how they can perform well for you. The next one I'll say there is like, I'm completely virtual. I don't have any staff in the same room with me ever. So it's, you know, if they're in Australia or if they're in the Philippines or wherever they are, they all need to be able to fall under one system where they can all work well together, even though we're in different parts of the world. And like overwhelmingly, this has won for me. Like this has been the thing that's performed best. So I'm, I'm really, really big on that. I think it's the best way you can run. Mm-mm. And I, I find for the right team members and if it becomes part of the way that you're recruiting and they get used to this structure of work, you'll actually find they're, they're far more productive. I found that as well. Like when we, we had the office in Paran, as I started working more and more, we built the studio out the back of the house. I get so much more done because you start to batch the meetings and the communication and the questions. Like you've got your Friday and, and your Monday meetings. So things get batched into those. So rather than having every second someone has a question and they're tapping you on the shoulder and you're off answering a question and that's taking you away from your, oftentimes if you're in deep work and then you're getting pulled out of it, I think, yeah, there's huge gains to be had for the, for the right people working in this sort of environment. Absolutely. So I, I really want to throw a point in there and I know I'm probably running over time or close too, but this is semi important stuff, right? When I was in that transactional relationships, what was being compromised was the deep work, the deep thinking, the strategizing, the joint ventures, the liaising with other business owners. Like These were like really important things to do that I just wasn't being able to get the time to do because I was like literally always at the mercy of a notification. Yes, <laughs> you yeah. know, so when you look at this system now, it's like, where are my real time commitments? And I kind of look at it on Monday. Yep, I'm probably spending an hour. Let's call it 90 minutes, right? I'll give myself an extra 30 minutes. And then on Friday, the same. In total, if you look at this, I'm at max maybe four to five hours to run my team. So what it does is leaves me with large open spots where I can strategically put in things for important work or deep work. 
So for me, just this is more my personal system now. I'm, I'm not going to look mm-hmm. at it from there. But Monday, I do not take exterior calls at all. Monday is Charlie's day to strategize. So in the afternoons from here, like this is when I'm reviewing my financials. This is when I'm thinking about the next goals and targets. This is when I'm reviewing my, my numbers, my dashboards. I'm checking you know, where we're going and the biggest stuff I want to do. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I've got some deeper work times where it's like, what are the projects I'm personally working on or the things I want to be working on that I need to give my attention or things like this. So it might be meetings, might be system summits with Dave, might be Dave's event. There's a whole bunch of things that fall into that where again, I want to be able to give it my focus. And then Fridays after this is done is content time. This is when I make and write and produce or shoot content or do any of these things. So that's how I've kind of opened up getting that important stuff done we're making sure this team is still really, really well looked after. Yeah, perfect. And you mentioned about creating some of that content. I know we're going to put links to Outsourcing Angel and, and obviously Outsourcing Angels come up a, a few times. So that's a great place, particularly if someone's thinking about getting a virtual assistant and, and plugging them into a system like this, which is highly, highly recommended. From a what you're up to perspective and creating that content, what's the best way for people to keep tabs on your work? Yeah, absolutely. So I, you can keep track of everything I'm getting up to at charlievella.com and I've got links to all my projects on there. And then I've also got what I'm working on at the moment, which is a lot of podcast stuff. So making podcasts, producing podcasts, and then helping other people with their podcasts has fallen in under Vela Media, which is um, a project I'm enjoying a lot. And you can check out more of that at valamedia.com. Perfect. I'll put all the links underneath this particular session, but a a big thank you for your time, Charlie. Always appreciate it. And thanks for being on the summit. No worries, Dave. Thank you for having me. You've just been listening to the System Hub podcast. Remember, we've documented this system for you so you can literally swipe and deploy it within your business. Head to www.systemhub.com forward slash podcast to download it now. (laughs) 